right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level, with me as always, my co host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here to wrap up our 2022 NFL mock draft. Uh, this is part four, so you have to listen to the first three parts, uh, eight picks each. Uh, you can go in and kind of dive into where we are at this point. Uh, we pick up with the Buffalo Bills at 25. Uh, last pick uh, of our previous episode was uh, Tyler Lindbaum. Going to the Dallas Cowboys at 24, uh, Dylan, thus far, as we've said, our chances of hitting our mock draft this year are very slim. Um, you know, it seems like trades and all that stuff are going to happen. We didn't really have we've had one trade at this point. I doubt we have another. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, boy, just an interesting board, and it's draft week now officially, so that means you're going to hear a lot of rumors about this guy going here, this guy going there, um, only for it to probably be the complete opposite. So, uh, yeah, here we go. We got to wrap up uh, our first round, but uh, it's been interesting. Twenty-four picks in. No, it's been a lot of fun. I, you know, like you said, it's kind of gone off the rails a, a bit, in my opinion. Um, just some a couple picks, but that could happen in any given draft. If one, two teams make the surprising picks that throw off the order of how other teams think things are going to go, it just really changes the whole the whole equation for everyone else but uh, it's been fun and now now that we're finally the week of the draft starting to get the excitement all the different things building up for it can't wait for the the little boats the the Dooney guys with uh with Roger Goodell coming to, <laughs> to uh, down there in yeah. Vegas it should be interesting but no um really excited and like you said we'll see I, I imagine uh, at the end of the day we're probably going to get a lot of these guys at least the first rounders I think our hit rate of guys that go in the first round will be high um if they go to the teams we're picking i'm not so sure and uh we'll, we'll find out but i think there i think we're going to nail some interesting picks later on maybe we'll get one or two ones we can be like hey don't worry about all the, the ones earlier in the draft that we didn't hit right on the mark but we got uh desmond ritter to the steelers things like that we'll see that's my that's my one hope i'm holding on to that one right there <laughs> yeah well again if you missed it so our draft was pretty much set in course uh in terms of the direction it was going to head in after uh the lions took uh, malik willis at two that was dylan's pick at two and so we kind of said that could sort of change a lot of things and as you'll again if you want to listen back through you can hear how that changed sort of the, the strategy for certain teams the rest of the way um but uh we are at number 25 and we will uh, make our picks here 25 through 32 to finish uh this mock draft and that means me who uh doing the odd numbers here on the board with the Buffalo Bills, and um, I think the a lot of people think the Bills, you know, would love to go wide receiver here. My problem, Dylan, is that I don't really know if there's anyone left that we haven't drafted that I would consider maybe, you know, to be in line with some of those other guys, and I think that would be my issue here. Um, I know there's one other guy, Christian Watson. I've seen a lot of first rounds, and perhaps we take him somewhere, um, but... I just don't know if that's where the Bills would go here. So because of that reason, we've drafted kind of the big group of wide receivers uh, to this point. I think I'll go defense, and it seems based on the board we have left, uh, secondary probably the best choice. And it's probably between a couple players, but uh, I think I'm pretty settled here on uh, Andrew Booth uh, Jr. from Clemson, uh, the quarterback there. I think that's something that would help the Bills. In this scenario, um, like we said, I mean, you know, you've got Tredavious White coming back, um, but I think he's, if you get Booth in there, you can kind of plug him in as well, and you feel like this is a guy that would probably help them, um, you know, on that side of the ball, and, and like I said, I just didn't love any of the, the offensive picks necessarily for them, especially at wide receiver, so we'll go Andrew Booth uh, for the Bills at 25. 
Yeah, in a different draft, you might see an interior defensive lineman like uh, some places have Devontae Wyatt going here. We had him much higher than this. So just based on this draft board, I think, yeah, defensive tackle and corner are the two spots on that defense I'd be looking to fix up after they signed Von Miller. uh, Changes a little bit of the the equation outside for them on defense. But uh, still think, yeah, receiver uh, has been mocked there in some cases, right tackles too. I'm very happy with my Titans pick coming up. He didn't take a certain tackle, but I think Booth fits in really well. He's a corner that in a lot of these uh, big boards are seeing him much higher than this kind of spot, and he's in some places going even higher in, in their actual drafts. Uh, he, for a six-foot guy, he's got long weave, wingspan, uh, just a really good tackler too, and it already looks like you know just watching him play. He looks like an NFL defensive back just waiting to, to be slotted in. So I think, yeah, really good addition for the Bills defense there. All right, so the Bills go defense, and uh, as you alluded to, um, you're going to be happy going offense here for the Titans, which, you know, an interesting team, as we've said. It was it's kind of an interesting offseason for the Titans based on, um, you know, going out of the playoffs the way they did, knowing there are some areas of need there for them. Um, so this is uh, a big pick for the Titans, and uh, I know where you're going. It's someone who has kind of slid down our board a bit here, um, much more than we probably expected. And we actually talked about this very early on saying this guy may actually be the one that, that slides. And well, he slid all the way down here to 26. And I think if you're the Titans and he's in the spot, probably feeling okay about things. So yeah, things got a little wacky because we, and a lot, basically most mocks you'll see out there, this guy's going 17 to the chargers, but we had a certain receiver <laughs> fall yeah. much further down than I think he's actually going to go. Um, just some, yeah. based on some of the things we did. So the chargers did, ended up passing on the guy that basically, again, everyone is having, you know, slotting them into taking that's Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. I think he ends up here with the Titans. I know they, they just drafted, I think a, a right tackle in the second round last year, Dylan Radunes. Uh, I don't know if he's ready to, to step in there. I, um, at times, uh, this, the offensive line struggled in that, and I came against the Bengals. A lot of awesome, offensive line struggled against that Bengals front when they got going there towards the end of the year. But a team that I think, yeah, if a certain receiver dropped uh, from that top group down a little bit further, maybe I could see them taking uh, that position tight end. I think receiver and tight end probably two of the top uh, other needs in their offense. But at right tackle, I really think it's hard not to imagine Trevor Penning just slotting in, could play either tackle position, but I think him slotting in right there is going to really help this offensive line and solidify a team that, you know, as much as they're based in the run game, providing time for Ryan Tannehill obviously sets up a lot in the passing game. Really excited to see what Robert Woods does uh, there, even if I'm sad to see him go from the Rams. (laughs) Maybe a little more time he can help block him maybe next to Trevor Penning. Some of that tight end, uh, some of the scheme that they've been using for so many years with tight ends being such a big part of it, you kind of uh by having a guy like robert woods he can be a pseudo tight end with the way he blocks and so maybe that's some reason why you don't feel like you need to to reach for a tight end here but at the same time again pinning falling to them i think this this draft worked out perfectly for the titans they're gonna be really happy with that pick yeah as you said uh, we it seems unlikely he's gonna be in the spot but as we said this draft could go so many different ways um you just you just don't know like it's as we always there, there's going to be a couple of these guys that go way further down than we would have expected um there's going to be some guys that we haven't even talked about yet that probably going to go in the top 15 and that's just how it works sometimes like we know how that works and um so yeah i i think if he's there it's probably hard to ignore him and probably hard to also ignore the guy that i'm going to take at 27 um because i did not realize this until i started looking at i was thinking all right who am i gonna pick here at 27 and then I mean, obviously, Tom Brady's coming back. 
and you know they need some help on the offensive line. I don't think there's any doubt about that based on who they lost this offseason. But I think Zion Johnson from Boston College, I did not realize that he was um, the roommate of Mike Vrabel's son So uh, at Boston College. So therefore, uh, if Penning's not there, it seems like uh, yeah. Johnson would actually be a nice pick for the Titans. So um, that's an interesting one to think about, given the connection there. Mm-hmm. So, But I am going to go that route here with the Bucks. I think that offensive line, to me, uh, seems like the best choice. And, um, again, Brady's coming back. I don't. I think that they will <laughs> – they will certainly try to do uh, a lot to to keep him happy and what we assume is his final season. But let's be honest, uh, at this point, uh, who knows? Um, so I, I will go um, Zion Johnson there, uh, guard from Boston College. Yeah, guy that can play t- uh, center too if you need him to, and that's yep. what they need to obviously right away with uh, Jensen now staying after it looked like he might leave in free agency before. Tom, uh, unretired. Uh, yeah, a guy that I, if you listen to the last episode, I really struggled with the Cowboys pick not taking him. I just felt a little bit better about Linderbaum. But I think Zion Johnson, like you said, in a, in many drafts and maybe in the actual draft, he'll go to the Bills just based on how the, the everything – or not, even not sorry, the Titans, based on how the whole board kind of falls. Um, uh, just to kind of depends. There's another top guard kind of uh, prospect in this range that I think either of these teams would be happy with. And, uh, yeah, I think Tampa, like you said, they, they even though they made that the great pick to get or trade to get Shaq Mason, losing both Marpet and Alex Kappa, um, to, they're both at their starting guards at one at retirement, one leaving. Uh, it just makes it a little tougher. So I think, yeah, he slots in really well there. Uh, we know that the key, it's, it's so, such a cliche at this point, but the key to stopping Tom Brady is to get interior pressure. Um, that's how most teams have over the years been able to stop him. He, he can elude. He's one of the best guys at manipulating the pocket for given his speed. He just sees everything well, moves so well, but interior pressure, there's just not much you can do about it. So I think having Zion Johnson in there, uh, definitely fills the most urgent need. I know, you know, there's still some questions, marks about if they're going to be able to resign some guys along the defensive line, especially at the edge. So, Maybe that's a spot they go in, depending on who's available. But I think with Zion still there, I think that that's a great, great pick for them that really uh, addresses one of their biggest needs on the offensive line. Yep. So uh, what is that? Uh, three of our last four now have been offensive linemen. We keep um, doing that. We keep bunching positions. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we went on a run of – I'm trying to remember what it was. Receivers. But like um, Receiver, we had a big mm-hmm. run. Now we're doing offensive linemen, a big run on them here. So – kind of bunching everything together. This is where I think things get very interesting, though, because the Packers are at 28, and, you know, we talked about the Packers. They've already made one pick in this draft, and it's fine to spoil it now since we're, we're done with this mock. But uh, George Koloftis, we took at yep. 22. Um, that was the pick they had there after I stole uh, Chris Olave at 21 to take to the Patriots, although, as we mentioned, there may be a good chance those could actually flip. Um, where you have Carl Loftus going to the Patriots, Alave yeah. going to the Packers. But I decided to uh, steal what I thought was the best player and uh, send him to New England. So um, now I think things, you know, for the Packers, you have some interesting choices here, knowing that, um, you know, offensive line is also kind of a, a need for them too. Um, but this is an interesting spot here because I think they could go a lot of different directions um, just based on knowing that, again, you didn't necessarily get your wide receiver maybe at 22 that yep. you expected to get. And so now it's kind of, well, do you take a chance on someone like Christian Watson? Do you go another direction? It's a it's an interesting pick for the Packers. 
Yeah, I have to wonder if they're going to actually trade up in this draft because I, I don't think one of those top guys is going to fall to them all the way at 22. A lot of mocks yeah. maybe a few months ago had Traylon Burks going there. Um, obviously, we, we had him going earlier, and I just think even Olave probably will too. So maybe Olave falls, but I think Burks is the guy that initially they'd love to have. If they can trade up a little bit to get him, I think maybe they do. In this draft, it worked out pretty well though if one of those receivers falls them at 22 i think you see a flip uh, as you're mentioning kind of they take that receiver at 22 at 28 they get the pass rusher but getting george carl off that's where he was it just made a little bit too much too much sense to me given what receivers are gone how i thought these next few picks would go and they did kind of follow the uh how i expected they might so i'm gonna go with george pickens here uh the packers a team mm. that could have had different receiver but a, a really a big guy great blocking receiver uh, a couple of years ago and they decided to take a quarterback instead and that's t higgins who won at the beginning of the second round to the bengals not that pickens is you know anything exactly like him but i think they're that the memory of seeing what what t has become his ability to block still has really great speed and, and pickens i think uh ball winner guy that they at any given time in the red zone aaron can just throw the ball up to him so i think yeah it's between pickens and uh jahan dodson from penn state i just get you know i think in the green bay scheme maybe it makes a little more sense for pickens maybe they end up going dodson though uh in the spot uh, pickens and a lot of mocks going just outside this first round kind of in the same range that t went a few years ago but i'm you know given the receivers that are gone it's still their one of their biggest needs i didn't really, uh, you know, no other receivers went since their last pick. I think getting a guy like Carl Loftus to really address what they need on that side um, to uh, replace the Darius Smith and it could be an immediate, uh, you know, star pass rusher, on, in, in my opinion, for Green Bay pretty quickly at least. And, uh, yeah, I see I see Pickens fitting in really well and having that kind of mold for the player that um, – Green Bay and not you're not gonna you're not trying to replace Devonte Adams uh, it's like to, it's like the money ball um in the movie where they're it's about replacing the aggregate of what he could do and there's only so many things that um you're gonna be able to do in that sense but I think Pickens does provide uh, a lot of help in the red zone sure hands he's still a good route runner for his size great blocker so I just think he does so many things well that will help Green Bay and a guy that I think will immediately buy in there yeah, I think that's like you said. I think that's a that's a good pick because I mean we think about where Pickens was at one point. Um, I guess that was before the injury and such. Like that was whenever what year that the years run together at this point. But mm-hmm. still, like a very very talented player. We know high potential in terms of what he can do. So yeah, I think if this is the scenario, I mean I think you're you're still getting value there, even if it's Pickens and maybe it's not one of those other guys that came before him. Um, so yeah, I, I like that for the Packers and we know, I mean, that's, that's going to be either at 22 or 28, or like you said, whether that's a trade or trading up, they're going to address wide receiver. I, I, in the first round, it's just, I don't know again, what that scenario looks like. Maybe it's not what ours look like, just keeping them at 22 and 28. Maybe one of those does move up. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. All right. For the first time we get to do these next two as a joint <laughs> draft, basically, because the chiefs are at 29 and 30. So basically, you and I are just going to pick two players we want here, um, because um, it it really doesn't matter here. But uh, we, you know, I I suggested Chiefs could trade up somehow if they really like one of those wide receivers. Perhaps we know that uh, they need to replace Tyree Kill, and even though they have some guys coming in, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, still, uh, to me, you know, not necessarily. Um, you know, to that level of, of a team that has a Tyree kill and um, still knowing that Travis Kelsey is going to be your number one option. But 
Um, yeah, this is where, I mean, it gets interesting. I think this is where you have the discussion about, okay, of the you know remaining wide receivers, we talked about Christian Watson um, from North Dakota State. Yeah. Sky Moore's out there from Western Michigan. Um, I've seen some a lot of talk on Sky Moore, but I think there are people thinking they can get him at fifty. Maybe uh, Chiefs have two second round picks too. That's yeah. worth noting. They're fifty and fifty two. So could they get him there? Um, you know, I mean that's that's the thing. That's what's interesting, and that's what I think. Kind of how the board falls. That's one of the things um, that you could look at. So. I I just tend to think they're going to take a wide receiver in one of these two spots. Yep. I just don't know who it's going to be. Um, and, I mean, I would I would guess that Christian Watson maybe is the, the better choice at this point. You think point over Dotson for sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, for what they want. So, I think we're going to – let's just plug him into one of these two. It doesn't mean we put him at 29, except it doesn't really matter. Um, Christian Watson. Because I, I think that's – something they could do here uh, and then i guess beyond that i mean what well, i mean secondary probably still a corner yep. would be fine i was gonna say corner is probably their yeah. biggest other need they could still they, i mean they would have loved if penning kept falling maybe they would have traded up for him with how far he fell in our in our draft here Kyrie Elam's still there. Yeah, so I think that's that's the that was exactly what I was gonna say. I think he's the yeah. guy that makes maybe the most sense, maybe the highest guy up on uh, that corner on any big board in my mind left uh, after you yeah. took a booth uh, not not too long ago. So I'd be I'd yeah. be comfortable with that for sure. I'd really talk about a, long, a lanky guy at corner. He's bigger than most corners, and <laughs> he yeah. does look also pro ready for sure. Yeah, so I, I think if you're the Chiefs and those are your your two picks, I think you'd feel you'd feel good about that. Um, yeah, because I mean, I, I'm really just trying to think. I'm like, I, I mean, look, like I said, it wouldn't shock me either if we talked about the Sky Moore thing. I, I, there seems to be a lot of positive momentum for him as sort of that speedy, big threat kind yeah. of player. But again, if you could, I mean, if you can get him at 50, if you think you can, or you you take you package those two at 50 and 52, and you move up and grab him somewhere else, I don't think that'd be the worst thing to grab Watson and more oh, no. maybe with two of your top three picks. I mean, that's it's a it's an area of need. So it's like uh, I think you know if you're trying to sort of revamp the offense now without Tyree Kill, there, there's no guarantees that Juju Smith-Schuster and Valdez Cantling are going to produce at the level yep. you want them to produce. We're we just assume what we always assume with Mahomes is that he's going to make players better. And that's not saying those guys aren't talented, but it's just, as we know, um, it's a, it's a different situation. So I think if you're the chiefs. You're probably feeling pretty good if these are 29 and 30. Yeah. I think what, uh, in particular Watson fits into Andy Reid's scheme in terms of how creative they can get, uh, in terms of what he did in North Carolina state often running the ball too. It's, He's a yeah. great athlete. I mean, in terms of his ability to – his ceiling is uh, higher than uh, I think some people may, might give credit to him for. Uh, I think, yeah, he's going to be a great pick in this range. I, like you said, maybe in the actual draft he ends up going a little bit later. But if you're the Chiefs, you have a pick of these guys. Yeah, you don't know if anyone's going to fall that late. Maybe you have to trade up. you probably like to, to stay in all these spots. I mean, not often do we have a team that's made, you know, what is it now, four straight AFC title games having six – picks in the first three rounds like if you include the comp pick at the end of the third it's it's ridiculous what the chiefs have been able to do building up their roster and still um having these type of picks now they haven't exactly been hitting constantly on some of the picks and i think yeah maybe that's why uh, we talked to, i mentioned dotson and you also mentioned sky Moore. and these are guys that maybe 
would have been drafted by this team in the last few years, but maybe they've they've tra- they kind of tried to gra- draft guys in that mold of the speedy, quick twitch, um, shorter. Uh, not to be not not, not that these guys play down to their height, but uh, guys like that that maybe they would have in the past gone for. But at this point, I think yeah, uh, given the amount of different things Watson can do, his, his skill set, I think his football IQ, what they're going to find out probably, is, uh, he's going to understand these schemes pretty quickly. Um, just a just a really good good player, and he's fa- again like you said faster than people maybe give him credit for too. I didn't realize his forty was four point three six. Not that forty yard dashes are always the best uh, thing to look at, but man, he's he blazed by some of the corners at his level. I think NFL corners are also going to have a tough time with him. So solid pick there, and I think Elam. Yeah, it, I mean Elam is he definitely fits in well to what they need at corner. They need a cornerback, and he's uh, yeah. definitely in my mind the best one on the board left. So, yeah, I think that, you know, maybe they would go – they could still go safety. I, I know there's some guys uh, that fit in uh, that are left. We have a lot of outside of Kyle Hamilton. I don't know if we've taken another safety yet. So there's some some really big uh, name guys potentially on the board still. But I think uh, Elam here just makes a little too much sense, and I, I tend to agree. I would have – if I if we just did these separately completely, I would have taken him with the next pick anyway. So it worked out yeah. pretty nicely here. So there you go. <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs, we find uh, big winners here of our, our draft. Maybe we'll talk more about that uh, in our, our next episode, mm-hmm. the one before the draft. Maybe look back at it and – Talk about kind of what's changed. But there you go. Chiefs uh, back-to-back picks uh, on that one. We didn't make a trade, although uh, probably it's still a possibility. We'll see on that. Uh, All right, Bengals back to me at 31. Um, I was looking at the board here. I think, you know, still offensive linemen would be a a fine choice. And I think there's still one out there from my land of the SEC that I think would be a a nice fit here uh, for the Bengals. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to go Kenyon Green. From Texas A&M, yep. I think that uh, he is one. I don't want to say he slid down our board, but this seems like the range he'll go in, like we talked about. Depending on if the Titans or the Bucks or teams like that, you yep. know, if one of them does something crazy, and you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I think he'll be in play for one of those two teams too, because like we mentioned, let's say Penning doesn't fall, let's say the tight say the Titans take Johnson or something, then I think you could certainly see a scenario where Green goes to the Bucks. Um, so, you know, and that's why I think this would probably be a pretty big win for the Bengals to, to have him here at 31. So, uh, yeah, I think offensive linemen, uh, never, never something you want to ignore as we know. And, uh, the Bengals know that more than anyone. So, yeah, they've, uh, they've worked on it pretty well in the, in the off season. I still think though, they can always add new guys. And I think having Kenyon green here, he's a guy that, like you mentioned, could go higher in, in a lot of drafts. Some drafts have, uh, Linderbaum dropping more to this range and that being the kind of guy that the Bengals would go after and he would make sense but I think you're going to be just as happy at this spot right here with Green so makes a lot of sense um, I think this pits uh, this fit is perfect for them I still think you know maybe if Elam had dropped there I'm like corner still maybe a, another need in my opinion uh, they have a pretty strong secondary but are these guys going to some guys that are not on the longest term of contracts are they all going to last insanely long and then along that defense i think trey hendrickson was really good do they need another edge rusher um it, not that carl loftus is going to fall this long i would doubt it if he somehow did maybe he goes in this range um Ebikitai from Penn State, another edge rusher that in this range is going quite a bit, not necessarily to the Bengals, but to other teams. So those are maybe a couple guys that if they fell here, would have felt good about. But yeah, yeah, they got they saw what happened in that Super Bowl. They know how close they were. An interior offensive line is still uh, probably the one need that needed the most address, uh, addressing. And this guy's 
six four two uh, three twenty three. He's a big dude, and he just uh, I think he's going to be a great run blocker as well for them. Uh, he moves really well for his size. So I yeah, you know, great pick here. I think this is uh, honestly I think he could go higher, and if he doesn't, this is a guy after the after their first seasons. We're looking back and we're like, man, how did how did Kenny <laughs> yeah. Green go all the way down at thirty one? We'll find out. Yeah, I think the Bengals would be happy here um, if that's the scenario. So, Bengals go continue to greet at 31, and that means we are down to number 32, the final pick here of our mock draft for 2022. And I'm hoping, Dylan, that you take one of my Georgia guys that are still available out there. But uh, I don't know if you're going to go that route, but uh, I do think there are a couple that are on that kind of fringe first-round mark. Um, you, Ooh, know, I, you know I'm always trying to pump up the SEC guys, but – You've addressed the quarterback situation because you took Malik <laughs> Willis at two. So let's just put that out there. So quarterback no longer a need. Um, you know, I don't think the Lions are going to draft two quarterbacks in round one. If they do, that'd be the boldest draft decision ever. But uh, there are still some guys out there. I'm looking down the board here. We'll just run off some names um, that uh, are on my – I'm looking at – I'm like, okay, who have we not picked? The Kobe Dean, to me, is still the big standout, although I think he's – in this range, I don't, I don't think he's a guaranteed first rounder, but I think, uh, you know, as a linebacker, he's one of the better ones in this group. Lewis seen also part of part of that um, Georgia defense there, safety in that range. I'm looking at who else that we have. Um, who is the um, Bernard R- Raymond, the the guy from um, Central Michigan, the offensive okay. lineman? He's still out there. I'm trying to see if there's anyone else that I've seen a lot of first round mocks that we have not taken yet there's not really anyone else that i see so yeah it's a interesting spot because i you know if we could restart this if if i'm going based on what i really think the lines will do i still think they'll take a defensive end at the top yeah. of this draft and then if they want to take a quarterback at this point maybe they do um they uh, yeah I, I knew that you're going to mention dean there i was like i maybe he's going to end up going really early in the next round i won't be i'm going to look up who has those picks because I, I think he'll go pretty early in the next because i want to say the lines yeah they're they're 34 overall so they only have they don't have the 33rd pick so they got two of the next three picks if we're looking so, past this one so yeah. maybe they think they could wait for him yeah one more pick pass i don't know though at 33 who is it is it jacksonville it. i think that's right i'm gonna look this yeah. up yeah um, so that's the tougher part because I I don't see him falling. He, he might not go to Jackson. Uh, maybe the Jags could use him. Yeah, though. the Jags are there, and see, we that's the tough so, part. Yeah, because obviously we took Gaden Hutchinson. We'll talk on the next episode about kind of the rumblings around what the Jags are going to do. But um, boy, if they could pair Aiden Hutchinson and a Kobe Dean, you add those two to the defense. Mm, yep. So that's to ignore. That's the tough part, but it's also the thing to think about. Like I don't think Jackson. So I for the Lions, it's kind of why I brought up that if I could go back, I would take a defensive end. I still really think um, Ibukitai from Penn State makes a lot of sense, but yeah. I do not think that Jacksonville is going to double up on the edge necessarily at 33. Yeah. I think if Dean is Dean's the one that's more at risk for going, so I'm going to go with Nicobe Dean here. Only because I also think that Ibukitai will still be there at 34. So Detroit will still get the linebacker they want. They'll still get the defensive end they want. Um, still think receiver necess- isn't necessarily out of the question here, depending on how things go. Um, yeah. But I think edge, um, yeah, definitely a big need. Any just uh, This is a team, as we've talked about many times, is still uh, just needs as many talented guys as they possibly can get in as many positions as possible. So... I think Dean is the pick here, and then uh, they'll probably go with Ibukitai right after that. 
All right, so my um, my pushing to Kobe Dean worked uh, <laughs> here to get him in the first round. So there you go. There are 32 picks. Uh, first round NFL mock draft. Um, always a very enjoyable exercise because we go through all these picks, and uh, like you said, it's just a matter of you just never know what's going to happen in the NFL draft, and I think more so this year as we look at these picks. But, uh, Dylan, we will talk more about that in our next episode, our pre um, draft episode, which will obviously come out later this week. And then we'll also have our post uh, first round uh, episode that will look at the entire first round. See, see if we got even close to yeah. getting some of these, right. <laughs> um, that's always all, another fun exercise, but uh, for now, everything covered over clutch points, uh, getting everyone ready for the draft. And of course, NBA playoffs going on baseball in full swing, all that good stuff. Yeah. You can follow all of our NFL draft content, tons of stuff still coming out. We've already put out a ton of content, but if you go to clutchpoints.com, our NFL draft is going to be there on the top of the homepage. Click that. You'll get all of our draft content. We've done mock drafts for every single team with all their picks. We, we had our, our main mock draft for the whole first round come out. We'll probably do a second one coming out on Wednesday. Yeah. For our podcast, we'll have that the next, our last preview coming out the morning of the first round. As you mentioned, we'll have another one recording that will come out either late Thursday night, early Friday morning after the first round. I don't know if we're going to have as many hits as we had last season. I'll have to pull up the old sheet I don't think from so. last year. But uh, some things that, yeah, well, I'm going to read up more on some of these uh, rumors and reports, try to read all the smoke screens that ultimately uh, lead me off uh, the wrong end of things. But, yeah, you can also follow all of our NFL content in the Clutch Points app. Yeah, MLB games in there, NBA playoff games. Tons of good stuff, but yeah, just go to uh, Clutch Points to the NFL draft section. And yeah, just a ridiculous amount of content we're pumping out right now. Uh, really excited for the draft and can't believe it kind of, you know, I know we've been doing this mock for a week and a half, but it feels like the draft itself has snuck up on me. I'm, I'm ready to go, but man, after this, I'm like, what? We're going to have to wait. <laughs> I guess we got the NFL, or we have the NFL schedule coming out in a couple of weeks, but yep. other than that, it's uh, then we hit this period of uh, just waiting for football to come back, which only makes it sweeter when it finally does. Yes, that is true. Um, always an interesting off season, and uh, yes, this is a big week, a big point in the off season for the NFL. So yeah, be sure to check everything out at Clutch Points, and as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Stop the Pass, and uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Stop the Pass podcast.